I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Erica, I am so excited to have you on the show today. I literally cannot contain my excitement. You know, one of the things about our Money Moves podcast is no, not only do we want to encourage people to make money moves, but career moves, because career moves will get you to the money moves. So super excited to have you on the show today. How are you? And welcome. I'm doing great. I'm actually recovering. We just finished shooting uh, my show Sacrifice in New Orleans. So I got back the day before yesterday and the day I stepped into town, I think my goddaughter, she's six. She can smell me. Oh. So she was like, I'm coming over. We're having a sleepover. I was like, Scotty doesn't get to sleep. She's like, no. I so. love this. I actually, you know what? I'm a huge fan of like the six-year-old sleepover parties. They're actually really intense, super fun, and you yeah. won't get any sleep. Yes, auntie life is the thing to be. I get it. I have a two-year-old yeah. um, niece and a 16-year-old, and I love the auntie life. Okay, so it is, it is fun. So Erica... You know, many people know you from your days on Survivor's Remorse. I love, love that show. I loved your character on there. You know, and clearly you're just an overnight sensation because that's what everyone assumes. But we want to know the truth. Tell us about your journey because it's never overnight um, in the world of entertainment and comedy. Tell us where it really started and just the real tea. Okay, so it started uh, at Emory University uh, with a pre-med um, track. Really? I was scheduled to be a doctor from the time I was in the womb. And it was, you know, something that I was good at, but not something I was really super interested in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I literally took a break between graduating undergrad pre-med and going to medical school so that I could just get my head together and recoup before going into the other, you know, leg of becoming yep. a doctor. And it was during that time that everything changed. Went to Japan, ended up falling into a background singing gig. You know, the plan was to teach English for a year, something simple and, you know, just live. Yeah. 
I fell into a background singing gig my first week there. And then that led to a modeling gig, which led to an acting gig, which led to all these things. And it was just this weird, um, organic experience that happened that shifted me into performing arts. And I looked up one day and I was modeling and acting and singing and dancing. And I thought, I don't want to do anything else. This is like, wow. fun. And I can express myself in a completely different way. Paid off my school loans that first year. I was like, oh, so I can make money doing this too. Wow. And it was, I, I never looked back. So that became my new career path. And then I moved back to the States, continued it. Um, went to Broadway, did uh, TV shows, got into film. And then it's kind of been, you know, it's been a process and I've been learning on the job, which is really amazing. And something that I know is, uh, it, it, it's, it's a blessing, it's mm -hmm. luck, it's mm -hmm. a miracle, because a lot of people's paths aren't quite like mine, but I know that it's what I'm meant to do. I love that. Present. As I take the step, the, the ground appears underneath, so. Oh, I love that. You're actually kind of giving me chills because it's, you know, I completely understand. I grew up in a very medical family where it was like, you're going to be a doctor and that's what you're going to be. And oftentimes we just sort of move along through life following the path of like least resistance. But your story is so different. Like you actually took, went YOLO and you were like, I'm just going to try this. And that takes a lot of courage. Um, but then at the same time, the way you framed it by saying like every step I took, the ground just rose up behind me, like trusting yourself. That's yeah. beautiful. And it didn't come, I mean, it didn't come immediately. Yep. Like I'm, I'm giving you the cliff notes version. Yes. There were a lot of like sitting in the corner, trembling, crying nights, like, oh my God, I'm broke. What am I going to do? There were a lot of those times. And there were times where, you know, the work didn't come when I thought it was going to come. Yeah. So you're kind of scared. You're like, oh, okay. So the money's run out. I didn't handle this quite well. Right. So, you know, you're learning along the way, but I've, I've learned to embrace the journey and I've learned to increase my faith and I've learned that the ground appears whenever Ooh. you take the step, even if it feels like you, you know, like it's not there, it's not there, it's not yep. there, where is it? Oh, yeah. Yep. You know? And I think my new, my philosophy, it's not new. It's been with me for uh, guiding you a long time. A it feels decade like now. Mm -hmm. um, my philosophy in life is you have to, you have to live, the life that you'd want to read about when you're old because oh. your kids are not going to visit you. Listen, I don't have any kids. Yep. I have two godchildren, a godson, a goddaughter. Great. I can give them back. But those kids, they're not going to visit their parents. You know who they're going to visit? They're going to visit me because I gave them candy. Yes. I hung out with them. We had fun. Parents just told them what they had to do, right? So, like, you can't trust that your children are going to do what you think your children are going to do. They're I completely believe come. this. They're not going to necessarily support you. You might be in like a crappy old folks home. Yes. And then what are you going to have? You're only going to have your memories. So I am I so glad to have you on today because like, this is the like truth. I'm creating this book for myself that I'm going to mentally read when I'm old and don't feel like talking to other old people. I love this. How important, you know, I feel like I'm learning the, the older I get all these things and I'm, I'm Sometimes I look back and I wish someone told me when I was younger, like you're saying, the fun auntie who was like, be intentional about what you want. And I think there comes a time when you start to realize like, as a young person, you're just doing what you're supposed to do because this is what people told you. And then when you actually take the time to sit down and sort of choose an intentional pathway for yourself, like that part becomes so much more important and people say it, but when did you actually get it? <laughs> Um, okay, so I started doing it mm. when I was about 20. Mm -hmm. I got it when I was 26. Mm. And from that point on, because it was like, you know, I was doing it, but I was doing it in secret. Yes. Because I didn't, I didn't tell my parents until I was in it, until I had something to show for what I was choosing to do. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait until I could kind of get my feet under me. And then I realized I don't have to prove anything to anyone. I can just live for me. And that's what, that's the realization that came at about 26. So yeah. that's why I'm sort of perpetually 26. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm always celebrating my 26th birthday because that's when I really felt I came into my own. Oh, and I love that. I was the most free. And I was like, I have money and I'm still cute. <laughs> I can go 
on the beach in a string bikini and feel really great about that. Do you know, they're like, yes, well, make your money first, then you can enjoy life. Well, people are decrepit yes. by the time they follow the norm, you yep. know? It's like, sure, you're you're a millionaire, but you're also 60. You're and also like, 60. Literally nobody's looking. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, and I, I, I love this perpetual, eternal 26. And you know, this is why we do this podcast so that you guys can understand from as young as possible, or maybe you get it at 60 and you make it work for you either way. But like, these are the lessons that, you know, your aunties will tell you, but we were right. We were absolutely right. That's right. And it's, 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 it's interesting because, you know, you have people that are like, well, you're giving up family. You're giving up having a husband. You're giving up having kids. And I don't necessarily see myself giving up anything. Now I'm embracing the life that, that you want. created I and like chose being the cute auntie who's popping and clicking yep. all over the world. And then I drop in, give the kids a hundred dollars each. And they're all excited. And, and then like, I leave again for another three months yeah. and we'll see auntie next time. It's wonderful. This is really you know, wonderful. If that stuff comes later, fine. I'll embrace it. But right now I'm, I'm loving and I appreciate this candor, you know, especially for black women. You know, the narrative is always like, when are you going to settle down and get a husband and get kids because you'll regret it later. So I think having these conversations are so important, especially because, you know, black women are, you know, some of the are without question holding some of the biggest businesses. We are the founding more small businesses. We are creating wealth for ourselves. And this idea that, you know, we're not successful or complete until we've decided we've had our kids, our husbands, like the more we talk about it, just we can break away from those myths and misconceptions. Because I just think it's a bar that like someone created that we're supposed to uphold ourselves to. And it's kind of false. <laughs> it is kind of false. And I mean, like, think about this. And, and let me preface this by saying kudos to everyone who has decided to become a mother yep. and bring forth life and, you know, keep human beings going yes i salute you like with my godchildren the fact that i have one day maybe a week that i see them and i'm exhausted <laughs> knowing that they do that full time hats off to you congrats listen you're amazing that being said what am i really giving up by not having kids no dress looking older before my time not taking or having the time to take for myself, being complete, you know, worried about someone yeah. 24 seven, having to give to them before I give to me, all these things that you're striving to do that take away from the things that you can be doing for yourself. Yep. I, again, I, I appreciate people who are doing that. That's just not my ministry. I love it. I love this gospel and I just, I appreciate it so much because, you know, we could go on forever about this, but I am going to segue us to a couple different things because I really want to be able to highlight your career arc and the trajectory that you've taken. You know, and a lot of people know you for Mary Charles. Your character was just phenomenal and just something so bright and shiny on TV that I think a lot of people hadn't seen um, in Survivor's Remorse, which was also filmed here in Atlanta. Um, talk about, you know, what brought you to that point? Because you talked about Broadway, all these other all these other um, places that got you there. But let's dive into Survivor's Remorse um, and talk a little bit about that. Okay. Well, when I first auditioned for Survivor's Remorse, I auditioned for the Missy character. Missy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's the wife, the wife yeah, of yeah. The, the cousin. Um, that's what they sent me first. And I just knew I, you know, I was going to nail that. Maybe the night, they sent me that a week in advance. And then the night before the audition, they were like, oh, also, we want you to read this character. And I read and I was like, Mary Charles, what? I was like, okay. So, I mean, I, I literally learned it like spur of the moment. And I was focused on Missy. So get into the room, sitting with Vic Levin. Mm -hmm. She was the person who auditioned me. And I nailed Missy. Like, I nailed it. I was like... It's hard for us probably to picture this in our brain because we see you as Mary Charles and there's such different characters, which is also testimony to your acting chops. <laughs> Thank you. I will appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, I auditioned for both. And then 
didn't hear from them for like a couple of months. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I didn't get that role. You know, <laughs> then they came, they called me back and they said, hey, you remember that project? They want you to come back in and read again for Mary Charles. I was like, a what project? Because to, you know, like with yeah. actors, you got to just keep going. Yeah. You, you know, we hear no every single day. So it's like you got to like brush it off and keep going. Yeah, That's right. And keep it pushing. So I had forgotten about it. And then when they said Mary Charles, it didn't ring a bell because I was so focused on Missy for that particular project. So I came back in, um, auditioned for Mary Charles. And I was like, so like, what about like Missy? <laughs> Missy. You're like, I and they were like, Missy. oh yeah, we really see you as more Mary Charles. And I was like, can I pull that off? Cause it was my first, you know, real lesbian role. And I was like, I don't think people are gonna believe that I'm a lesbian. Mm -hmm. People still stop me. And they're like, can I get your number? And they're like, do you want to go out? And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm really like- I'm I played really a character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was so, I just, I really didn't think that I could pull it off. I was like, nobody's gonna ever believe that I- That's I'm how you know you nailed it when you're getting all the women's numbers. <laughs> all of them, still, like they're still in my DM. Like, no, for real, stop playing. <sighs> I'm like, okay, girl, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, and so I ended up, I ended up becoming um, Mary Charles. And it's funny because Ronrico Lee and I, who coincidentally went to the same high school, he's older, <laughs> same high school. Um, we were the first two to be cast. So they were at, you know, they had brought us in for chemistry tests mm -hmm. with the other characters. And we met, um, you know, at the chemistry test. And we were just talking and we were like, well, these guys are from Boston. And I was like, he's like, well, I was thinking about doing a Boston accent. I was like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> and then he's like, are we going to do it at the table read? I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I'm totally going to do it. He's like, I'll do it if you do it. I was like, I'm going to do it. We get to the table read. His character goes first. And he speaks with a regular accent. I was like, this dude played me. I was like, I don't care. I'm Go for it. Do it. So I did it with my Boston accent. And then at the end, they were like, who is that chick with the Boston accent? I was like, me. They were like, keep it. We love it. And I was like, ah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. But you knew it in your gut. This is your whole thing, right? You're like, I'm doing this with a Boston accent. Okay, those people over there, they didn't do it, but I know what I have to do to get to, like, I feel that about you for sure. Yeah, and it was interesting because people were like, how are you the only one with a Boston accent? I was like, if you see Braxton family values, all the the Braxton (laughs) sisters, all of them have different accents. Like, they're all from different families. Just listen to them, you know? So I'm like, it works. It works. It works really great. Um, So talk a bit more like going back, you know, you came from, you went to med school and you sort of took this left turn to go pursue acting and comedy. What were some of the pitfalls that you learned? You talked about being broke and now you get these great jobs and roles. If you look back, can you tell us some of the major pivotal steps that were crucial to your success? Absolutely. Um, And I have to correct you. I didn't go to med school. Oh, pre-med, pre-med. And yes, because, you know, people stop me like, where'd you go to med school? I'm like, I didn't say that. I said before med school, I found this. So, you can probably do um, CPR. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think some of the major pitfalls, some of the major pitfalls I was able to avoid mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm very observant and I always watch around me and see what people are doing and I fall in step. And that's one of the benefits of being an army brat. You kind of, mm. you know, pick up in the surroundings and figure out what you know what other people are doing and you fall in line pretty quickly because you're only in each spot mm-hmm. for three years right yep. so one of the things i saw a lot and still see a lot with actors and i wish they would just have classes for this is there's this notion that as soon as you become an actor mm-hmm. you are automatically rich so then you have all kinds of cousins fam they see you in a geico commercial suddenly you got a million dollars, you know? That's right. So you've got family asking for cars and houses and I need to be, and something- PJs and kicks in. anything. And the actors feel like they have to live up to that standard. Yeah. And then it's buying this for this person, that for that person. And then the next thing you know, you're broke. So that's the first thing I learned is saying no. Yep. And that, you know, um, there are a lot of, there's a lot of backlash. And I think that crosses so like, you know, for a lot of us that are first generational wealth or they've sort of made it or they've taken, elevated their status, you know, to the next level than perhaps they had with their family. This is tough because you want to do more for people, but you have to be conscious that you can only do so much with so much. And this keeping up with the Joneses, I have to be famous and look the part, just say no. Right. (laughs) Right. Say no, say no to giving your money to um to family and friends that's the first thing and also say no to having a zillion people on your team oh my gosh not everybody can be candy burris no you true. know she it's got true. a job for everybody but yes. it's legit like yes. she can afford to employ everybody i always that's think about I always think about Diddy and Fonsworth Bentley. He had somebody to hold an umbrella for him. When you get to Diddy status, you can have someone to do everything. But until then, you put your own shoes on. You're not Beyonce. You have to put lotion on your own legs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even, you know, like having like the stylist and the publicist and the manager and the agent and the lawyer and, you know, all these team members whittle it down to something that makes sense to you. And it's a lot to keep up with. I mean, I don't have this big, tremendous team because I don't need it. Like in reality, what is the point? So that's the second thing I learned. The third thing I learned is find ways to make your money grow. Actors have a shelf life. Yes. Whether we'd like to admit that or not. And there are few exceptions to the rule. When you look at actors over the age of, you know, 60, 70, 
who are black women, there ain't a lot. There isn't a lot. So you need to make sure that you're putting your money in something, whether it be real estate, which is, you know, that's my bag. Yep. Um, or stocks or, you know, these, these Bitcoin, you know, um, come on now with the cryptocurrency. Yeah. Like find, find the thing that resonates with you and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Like everyone is into the cyber points. I don't really necessarily fully get it yet, mm -hmm. but I really, really get real estate. Yes. So that's what I'm putting my money into. So that's you know? great. That's a really good example. So what drew you to real estate and talk about some of the investments. Are you commercially investing, just buying homes? Um, I love that you have the yes, foresight yes. and vision to protect your cash, Erica Cash. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> no, it, it's, you know, I, I do both. So I have um, residential properties and um, some are bigger scale, some are a smaller scale. And I just, you know, I, and I rent them out. Some of them I rent out, some of them I own with other people. Mm -hmm. um, Come on, mogul. You know, just a few, just That's a few right. cute little buildings. You don't have to be shy here. We uplift you, black woman. Thank you. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have to figure out how to take care of yourself. Yes. I think that everyone's charge to figure out how to take care of yourself and be the absolute best person that you can be. Because even if you're married, that's the thing. I think people rush to get married so they can have this person who's going to take care of them yes. and do everything. But you need to be just to even say you did it. Yeah. Be self-sufficient. Yes. Be able to pay your own bills. Be able to take care of yourself in the long run. If something happens to your significant other, you know, as we saw, unfortunately, with Kobe Bryant, of course. you know, Yes. What happens to the family that you leave behind? Yep. If that person isn't savvy enough to at least understand how to pay those bills, take care of things, understand where the money goes. Make wise investments so that the money can grow and can appreciate as opposed to- those investments. Yes. All those things really matter. And so for me, you know, um, I invest in a few different things. Like mm -hmm. I have stocks and, you know, I know the people who are, investing myself. We invest together. We, I, I love this. give my money to someone yes. and say, okay, do this thing and then walk away. No, I need to know what they're investing in and why they chose this over that stock. And you know, what, what is going to be the outcome of that? Yeah. How soon will I see returns, you know, and then make decisions, wise decisions with them. Yes. I liked informed consent. I love this because, you know, for so you're, you're talking about the plight of so many people who are wealthy or famous who just think, let me just have somebody else manage it. But the key to making your money grow is to be actively involved and to put your money into things that you're interested in. If it's just right. sitting over there in something where somebody told you to do it, you have no passion for it. You have no time. You don't want to deploy your extra two seconds that you have, you know, on something that you're not interested in, but this is how you truly can foster your money to grow on its own. This is how you make money when you sleep. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm a huge supporter of that. I really am. And I've, and this is a trial and error thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've made the mistake of giving my money to someone and not really understanding what they were doing with it and having that money go away and me being devastated yes. because it was a nice chunk of change. It's you devastating. Know? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I find him. Um, but yeah, no, you know, and then I've, and then I've learned from that mistake and then I've seen other instances where someone's done something amazing with my money and made it grow substantially. And then, you know, I've invested and I've put my money into things and made it grow myself. And that gives me such a feeling of satisfaction and, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's all trial and error. It is, but, but you, you learn have from to it. take the jump. Yes. Um, so let's go back specifically again um, with some pointers for, you know, those of us in the Money Moves audience that are looking to get into entertainment art. What were some of the key people that helped to um, mentor you or what should people look for when they're trying to sort of make their break into entertainment? Is it, you know, key people that took you to the next level? Was it education? Was it classes? What were the career moves that really stood out to you? That's a great question. Um, 
I think be willing to allow all kinds of people to be your teacher. That's one mm. thing. Uh, I think even before that, make sure you love it. Yeah. Because acting is not this super easy, glamorous thing to fall into <laughs> that people assume. Yeah. You know, it's long days, long hours. I mean, when I had my show In Contempt, I was working six days a week in Canada. Yeah. And, and, and Canada is cold. I know I'm from there. And 20, I know. <laughs> it's cold. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. Toronto it was amazing. But, you know, they, it, was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. You know, six days a week, 12 to 22 hours a day. And, you know, you're getting up and you're learning pages and pages of dialogue. You're having to remember that remember where you're supposed to stand, make sure you hit the camera at this, on this particular word, match your, you know, match your last take. It, 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 and, and also you ever been in an argument? Yes. And then after the argument, you're like exhausted. Yes. That's acting. Yes. You're literally, it, it's like arguing all day. Yes. It's, it's a heightened sense of emotion, right? You're conveying, this story that someone has written oh, yeah. or you have written, but you're doing it in a way that's heightened from what we normally do in everyday life. Absolutely. So that takes a different kind of exertion. It does. It's, we're not, it's a lot we're of work. Not athletes in the sense of physical, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we're certainly emotional athletes. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a lot out of you and you have to really, really take care of yourself. Um, there were lots of people that helped along my journey in the sense of being the example, whether they knew it or not. Uh, I didn't, I've never had a mentor that I've asked to mm -hmm. mentor me, mm -hmm. but I've certainly watched everyone that I've worked with to, you know, to glean from them things that could help me, mm -hmm. it, you know, whether it was acting, um, little, uh, sort of, um, things that could boost my acting career, yep. or if it were things that could boost my financial career outside of acting, you know, I, I just kind of watched and learned. For example, when I was in The Lion King, there was a guy there who, yeah, I was not in The Lion King. What? <laughs> um, there was a guy in my company who invested in Section 8 housing all along the way. And he was the person that turned me on to getting into real estate. He literally had a house in every city that wow. we would travel to because I was on tour with them. And I thought, that's really cool. And he just, he was so easy and yep. so secure and settled. Whereas there were other people in the company who had been in the company for like 10 years before I got there who were living paycheck to paycheck. Of course. I mean, that's a because lot of America, no matter what industry you're in, right? Because it's like, yeah. when does, it, I mean, what if you break a leg, right? right? <laughs> exactly. And that, and I did. I actually, I actually Sorry. broke my ankle on Survivor's Remorse. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. I know. There was a, there was a season where towards the, I want to say it's either three. Yeah, I think it was the third season. Towards the end of it, all of my scenes were sitting down. Oh like my I'd God. be in the living room or I'd be in the beauty parlor, but I was sitting down every single <laughs> episode from like, maybe the last, the last third of the episode. Oh, wow. And it was because I had broken my ankle. Oh, wow. Working around it. Yeah. And see, those are little but fun tips, you guys, that you would never know unless you tuned into the Money Moves podcast to find out. <laughs> see? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. This is the first time I've ever mentioned that on, in an in, on an interview. So. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, 
retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Okay, Erica, you are sort of this incredible jack jackdress of all trades. You know, you're smart, you went to pre-med, you're into comedy, dance, theater, you can sing and you can dance. What was it about this, either you're just so super talented that acting was gonna be your birthright, yes. or, yes, <laughs> that's the answer. I agree, I agree. But I want you to be able to tell us some stories about, you know, it feels like you were open to exploring so many opportunities as opposed to being sort of tunnel vision in there's only one way that I'm going to get to where I want to get in terms of my acting career. So how do you sort of frame this for yourself? It's so funny that you that you brought that up. I remember when I first started out, I was in Japan and I had um, some friends, friends, I made these business cards. And it said, Erica Ash, actress, singer, model, dancer. And they were like, I'm an actress, singer, model. <laughs> and every time they would see my card, they would laugh at me. But I was like, I am all those things. And they're like, yeah, okay. So now it's funny because they, you know, like they'll, they'll find me on, on social media. And they'll be like, wow, you like really did all those things. I'm like, I told you back in the day that I was getting Check. Yeah. Check. So Check. I think you never know. Most people know me as an actress. And then they find out that I used to model. Then they find out that I used to dance. They find out that I was on Broadway. They know me as a TV film actress. Mm-hmm. But I always say, you never know how your path is going to turn out. So you have to be open and willing <sighs> to do all the things. I mean, of word. course, within reason, right? Like, yes. You don't want to, you don't want to do something that's like morally unsound or that's gonna hurt other people. But even if it's something that you can't see the direct connection to what you ultimately wanna do, do the thing. Do the thing. And do that thing well. There are so many people, and I have a few people um, who still remain nameless, but people in my life who they see where I am right now Mm -hmm. and they think I want that which is completely fine, but they want, they'll turn down everything that could be leading them to this because it's not this. Yes. And I'm like, even I didn't get here right away. I did all those things that you keep turning down. Yep. You know, like I remember one time I was a, uh, a prop master in, in a show. I remember um, I was an extra one time. I remember, um, I was part of an ensemble one, you know, yep. before I became Nala and the Lion King. I did all those things that led to me becoming the actress that you now know. And people, I, you know, it's like nobody wants to roll up their sleeves. Nobody wants to roll up dishes, their sleeves, yes. But they want these dishes done. Yes. They want these beautiful place settings. And I'm like, you have to take the time to set it up. Yep. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to get to where you want to go. I don't care who you are. Beyonce did it. 
you oh, know, yes. like yes. Michelle Obama did it. There are things, there are steps along the way. And I, you know, people look for this quick fix and this easy way, but you know, they say life is the journey. You're telling me you just don't want to live life at all. Yes. You just want you just want to be there. And that's not what the universe is here to do. Because all those things along the way, that's what teaches you. Yep. And bring you, know? you to the place that you need to be. Absolutely. It it gives you the experience that you can use as an actor. Had I not done all the things that I had done before, had I not tried all these various jobs, mm-hmm. met all these people who were not on the top you know, and shared our experiences, yep. I wouldn't have those things to draw from as the actor that I am today. I love that. So it's really, I always say the power of yes is so amazing. Say yes to things. Say yes then, to things. And then and then go, like, let your faith guide you. Yeah. You know, I didn't think that I was going to be an actor. I thought I was going to be a doctor. So even when I went to Japan and I said yes to a singing gig, I didn't see how that was going to lead me to being a doctor. But sometimes the universe like nudges you in ways that you don't even can't even imagine. And that is the beauty of it. And I think the younger people figure that out, the better. You know, it's about right. exploring those things that you might not even dreamed about. And then your dreams just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, there's a great book. I don't know if you've ever read it. Shonda Rhimes, you know, she's just incredible um the year of yes and it's just about saying yes we're so conditioned to be hesitant and fearful and like well what if and with anxiety but just say yes yolo yes absolutely it's it's super important um and i also think that there's a fear that if they say yes to this other thing it will take them down the road that they didn't plan for themselves but that's exactly what life is supposed to be. Yes. You know, you can't my, stop saying my yes. path happened to take me down the road of acting, right? Yeah. Which to people looks super glamorous and is this amazing thing. But that's not what I had in my mind. Today. Right. I was going to be a doctor, which, you know, I know doctors do this. Doctors make this. After this certain time, it was a very set lifestyle, right? And saying yes to all those things took me in this direction and now I'm living something way better than I could have ever imagined. Now imagine you're thinking about being an actor, but you say yes to all these various things. Yes. And next thing you know, you're the producer. Yeah. You're the director. You're the person giving the actors the job and you're making even more money sometimes, you know? It's just you I, I think you have to be willing to release your dreams. Yeah. You know what they are, you set your attention, you give it to God, the universe, and then you allow the universe to guide you to what your best self is, is supposed so to be. It is so true. This happens to be my best self, but acting is not for everyone. It's just glamorous. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but there are so many ways to to be on a platform. I mean, look at all these people who do these TED Talks. Yeah, you know, there absolutely. are ways to be in the spotlight if that's what you're craving, but not necessarily to be an actor. You can do hosting. You can do so you know, many live different speaking things. Engagement. Yep. You can you can be a motivational speaker. Yeah. You On know, your own Instagram. Good. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. And, you know, I think one of the, the keys that I'm learning more and more is, you know, sometimes your dreams will surprise you. And sometimes yes. you actually have to ask the universe to like allow yourself to dream even bigger than you can even imagine. There's this quote. It's like, if your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. Like right. that's how you tackle life. Um, right. And they should There's be scary. There's also a quote that says, um, God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. Yep. So, you know, if acting is the biggest you can think of, just, just wait. Like imagine the kind, you know, what you can be because you can't even imagine, imagine as much as you can because you won't be able to imagine the blessings that will come to you once you step out on that faith. Yes. This is so like, I just want to like shut off all the cameras and get back to work because I'm so excited and motivated. I I mean, I am working. I don't know, but this is the beauty of it. When you're working and you're like, is this work? Pinch me. (laughs) It's really good. Okay. So I, I have a couple more questions because I was a huge fan of Survivor's Remorse. I loved that TV show. So like, please tell us the tea on where Mary Charles would have been now because 
you know, it ended, you've gone on to other things. What is Mary Charles doing? Ooh, uh, if I had my druthers, I really think Mary Charles was on her way um, to being a boss. Like, I, I think that Mary Charles would have her own business. You know, I loved that character because it was a young black girl from the wrong side of the tracks turned yes. good. Yep. And that's the thing that drew me in, you know? She was, she was rough around the edges, but she was using the opportunities that were in front of her mm -hmm. to try to better herself. She ended up in school, you know, she ended up being really good friends with the owner right. of the team. Oh, yeah, right. And I think that with those two things, she would have scored a fantastic job, yep. possibly started her own PR firm or something similar. And, you know, she probably had a few girlfriends. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that Mary Charles was the, was the family type, but she might, you know, she might have she had might have surprised or, us. Or, or one main girlfriend, you know, something like that. And, but I do think that she would be very successful. I do too. I think she, she was just she coming was into herself. To really grounded. Okay. And so tell us now what's coming up for you, Erica Ash. Um, well, I'm excited. Um, Paula Patton and I just completed uh, the taping of our first season of our new series called Sacrifice. And you take that in New Orleans? In New Orleans. Okay, so yes. tell us about that. Yes, but it, it, it takes place in Los Angeles. Okay. So the world is set in Los Angeles, but you know, everything's in Atlanta or New Orleans these days. Um, and I play kind of a nemesis. Like my mother was asking, she's like, are you a good guy or a bad guy? I'm like, kind of both. So Ooh. Paula is, you know, Paula is the star. I'm her nemesis. So we're kind of, you know, squaring off a lot in the show. Um, but I'm on the right side of the law. Okay. I play it's a fine line. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I, I play district attorney and she's a lawyer. Um, for the quote unquote bad guys. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of have to decide from episode to episode who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. I like this dynamic. Okay, I like yeah. it. I like it. It's really it. good. And she's definitely a worthy opponent. So, it's so fun. it was really a lot of fun playing opposite her. You just finished. Do you have some downtime now or are you just right back up and running? I am actually right back up and running. As a matter of fact, I was um, sending some things off whilst I was on the plane. Um, but it's, it's good because I'm sort of, it's an easy, it's an easy thing that I'm doing now. So I'm able to kind of rest and work a little bit and I'm back in my space. So that always makes life easier for me because I'm amongst my own things. Yes. Everything is familiar and you know, I can be a, a lot more relaxed when I come home. Um, Erica, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. As we go out, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So what do you do to unwind, relax, relate, release um, now that you've got some downtime between projects? I like naps mm. a lot. So I'm a big napper and, and I like to travel. I like going to places off the grid yeah. so that you can't reach me. Yes. You know? Unless I decide to go into a cafe that may or may not have internet. Oh wow, that um, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and I just and I just like I like like and dressing down. So like my perfect vacation is somewhere like you know Thailand or you know um, just south of the border where I could just wear a muumuu, some Thai pants, and, and nothing. That's it. Yeah, something easy. You know, um, that's my or beach somewhere. Okay, that sounds great. So as we close out, please tell us where we can find your next projects. When are they going to be released? And where can we look to find more of your magic on screen? Well, Sacrifice is going to be streaming on BET+. Plus. Yay! Um, I do have a couple of other projects that are coming up that I can't speak on just yet. But I will be posting on my social media as soon as they give us a green light, along with the release date for the first season of Sacrifice. All that can be found on at the... Erica Ash, T-H-E-E-R-I-C-A-A-S-H. And that's on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, so follow me at the Erica Ash and I'll keep you posted. 
Thank you so much. You have been incredible. Thank you for dropping so much wisdom, perspective, and I hope you guys took notes so that you can also live your most infinite and abundant life um, as we move forward on the money moves, dropping some career moves, and all this excellence and black girl magic. Erica, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for being here today. I feel like you had you. me here. <laughs> This was fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Money Movers, please stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.